Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. John Jastrzemski. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. And Sports Radio 66. All righty. Let's roll, baby. It's 7.02. Here on this Wednesday evening, it's JJ John Jastrzemski. We're taking you through the next four hours right here on the fan. Get aboard. Want to hear from you at 877-337-6666. And he's pulling double duty tonight. So it's got to be a man of multi-talents. The great Pete Hoffman. He's with us on the other side of the glass. You got Ack and Mr. Met with the updates at the top of every hour. And we're with you up until 11 o'clock. And then it will be the schmooze. Stevie Summers, he's coming your way then. It's the fan. We're right here in New York City. And yes, of course, anytime you see July the 1st on the calendar, it is the birthday, the anniversary, whatever you want to call it, of this wonderful radio station that I've worked at since 2011. And you go way back when, in 1987, hearing Susan's voice on the air for the first time. Of course, all success, Mike and the dog. I miss Steve. The list goes on and on and on. So I am obviously well aware, and I am obviously very thankful for all of those quote-unquote pioneers that came before me. Because if it was not for them, then there is no John Jastrzemski. There is no Evan Roberts. There isn't that next generation that's ready to take the torch. So listen... It's the station I've grown up on. I'm sure it's the station that many of you have either grown up on, you've lived on it, whatever it may be. Glad to be here throughout all this, right? We have found a way over the last three, three and a half months to put together shows where you guys have shown off the passion, the enthusiasm, and that beautiful, beautiful feeling of that connective power between the audience Somebody like me, 
folks take the time to call. I can't thank you guys enough. So, of course, we want to start the show by saluting this wonderful place. Happy 33rd birthday, WFN. It's good. WFN always has a year on me. Because FAN launched in 1987. I was born in 1988, so it's perfect. FAN a year before me. First came FAN, then came JJ. Just kidding. Just kidding. So we got a lot to get to over the next couple hours. And look, it seems like every day now, it's like you wake up holding your breath saying, oh, I hope we're not about to go through another swoon when it comes to the pandemic. That we're not about to go through another couple of weeks like what we saw in mid-March and early April because I don't need that. You don't need that. We all do not need that, especially with what we are looking forward to here at the end of the month, which, of course, is the return of sports. And I was reading earlier, and this makes a ton of sense for the NHL. The NHL is thinking long and hard about having their two satellite bubble cities be north of the border in Canada. And everything you read, everything you hear, seems like Canada might have things far more under control than some places within the United States. So my thought process would be if you're the NHL, do it. Why the hell not? Find a way to get your league up and running if Canada is going to be approved. So the NHL thing along and hard about Canada. You heard Aaron Boone a few minutes ago in Act 7 o'clock update. Talking about how, for the Yankees, it should not matter. Despite all the bizarre set of circumstances and despite everything that has gone on over these last three, three and a half months, the mandate, the expectation remains the same. Go and try and win the franchise's 28th World Series championship. And I saw this earlier today from... Austin Rivers, who I guess talked to my former colleague, Taylor Rooks, who's over at Bleacher Report now. Um, I saw Giannis make some comments on this when it comes to everything the NBA player is going to have to go through being a part of the Orlando bubble. And it's the whole notion of should we be putting an asterisk next to whoever ends up winning this year's title in any of the sports, especially baseball, basketball, and hockey, where basketball and hockey interrupted for basically an off-season time period. Baseball never gets going, and now, of course, has their season, God willing, of course, shortened to basically 60 games. But I think both guys hit on something that I totally agree with. And, of course... There will be questions of what happens if a key or a star player gets sick or what happens if in a playoff series, you know, LeBron goes down or Garrett Cole goes down or uh, take your star athlete of choice and put him in a sentence. What if he goes down? But if we look past that and we're just talking about, all right, for the most part, the stars are going to be there. 85 to 90% of the players you expect to be in play are going to be in play. And these sports can pull it off. Do you look at this title differently? And I think the point that Giannis and Austin Rivers were basically trying to make is this in many ways is going to be one of the hardest championships to ever win because of all of the adversity 
that has been thrown the way of these particular athletes. And look, obviously in the grand scheme of things, seems like most of, if all these guys got willing, are A-OK. For a good majority of them, they've gotten through this unscathed, despite the fact that many have contracted the virus. But beyond that, it's the idea of, okay, you're an NBA player. You now got to basically pick up, leave the family, make your way down to Disney World, and bunker down if you're on a competitive team, if you're on Milwaukee, if you're on the Lakers, if you're on the Clippers or the Celtics. You, you take your contender a choice. Knowing, hey, guess what? I might be down there three, three and a half months where I'm not going to have the wiggle room to leave. Well, I'm going to be put in a position where, guess what? I got to stay there. I got to make sure, you know, I'm keeping my distance from a certain group of people. And that way I can continue to do my thing and play and try to help my team go and win a championship. That's the sort of like mental game that in many ways you don't really think about. And look, for all of us listening to this show and for me talking to you guys right now, I think all of us would say, yeah, if we were in the position like these NBA players or like Nick Dini, who was on the show yesterday, who's training with the Kansas City Royals, we wouldn't think twice. It's our dream in many ways to be, you know, an athlete, right? I mean, when you're a little kid, that's something I think many of us dream to be. Professional baseball player, a point guard for a team, a quarterback, whatever. So if we were in that position, if we were in that spot, I think all of us would say, you know what? It's going to stink for a few weeks. It might even stink for a few months. But... This is kind of the life we have chosen. But there's a mental game to all of it. You know, Stephen A. Smith was talking about it, the idea of, you know, the NBA athlete looking to get involved, as they say. Looking to, you know, have some fun off the basketball court. Not going to have those options in front of them down in Disney World. Will that impact and affect some players where their focus is exactly where it needs to be? Is it possible it goes the other way where you have some guy saying, to hell with this, get me the hell out of here, whatever I can do to finish up these two, three, four weeks, and then I want to leave? You may see some of that too. It's really all a part of the great unknown with all of these sports returning. Baseball will have it differently. Baseball's not going down the road of the bubble city. And the bubble complex and having basically everybody under one roof from the Grand Floridian to the wide world of sports to the Magic Kingdom. No, that's the NBA's world. Who will have a better chance to pull it off? I think that remains to be seen. You know, the sports standpoint, you would say it's baseball. Because there is far less contact in a sport like baseball than there is in the NBA where you're up on top of one another, you're sweating on one another, you're spitting on one another. I mean, we know the deal. That's the NBA. There's nothing you can do about that. There's no way to properly social distance playing a game of basketball. You could try to, you know, come up with rules, but you're basically banking on the bubble and banking on the testing to get you through it. Baseball, sport hopefully is set up better. But is baseball in a position where the lack of a bubble city and all the travel and this and that could be problematic? I don't know. I hope it all works out for everybody. I really do. I hope that we look back on the 30 for 30 with the uh, Orlando Disney World bubble and we can enjoy it. 
and we could have a good laugh and we could see how, you know, some of these guys were interacting and what exactly they were doing and what kind of, they, they should allow all sorts of cameras in there for that documentary that's going to come down the road. I, I'd be in on that. I think many others would be in on that. So hopefully we get to that point. And I'm just praying that it's not going to be a situation where baseball starts in less than a month, the NBA and the NHL start in less than a month, and then within weeks, we're back to where we were back in mid-March. Because I got news for you. As bad as that initial shutdown was with the NCAA tournament, with opening day being canceled, with the Masters being canceled, with basically the spring being cast aside, I think having it come back and be taken away from us again would be that much bigger a gut punch. Because I think for a lot of us, it'd be like getting your hopes up, building up to a certain point, starting to dream about the little things we love to dream about. And having that taken away would be a doozy. And not in a good way. So I'm like monitoring day to day. All right, what's the latest here? What's the latest there? I mean, that's all you can do. And it is a guessing game. We could try to pretend that we know how baseball is going to play out. We know how the NBA is going to play out. We know how the NHL is going to play out. Only time will tell, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Only time will tell. Now, I saw this the other day. I didn't mention it on the air, and I'm annoyed because I wanted to. And it's a couple of days past the anniversary. But it is hard to believe, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We are 10 years past the LeBron decision, which will go down as one of the worst looks in what has been a pretty flawless career every which way for LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James, you talk about a guy who has not had a whole lot of missteps, who's been in the public eye since he was, what, 14 or 15 years old? A lot of guys wouldn't be able to handle that. A lot of guys would break from you know being under that pressure. Having to deal with that sort of scrutiny. He did not. That's why he's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. He's not better than Jordan, but he's going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. But the whole breakdown of the decision. I went back and read a couple of articles on it. And I think back to what I would have been saying if I were doing radio at the time. Oh my goodness, I would have blasted LeBron to the high heavens. Because for a city that was as tortured as Cleveland as beaten down as Cleveland, to drag them through the mud the way that he did, to embarrass them on national television the way that he did, to have that ridiculous not five, not six, not seven rally down in American Airlines Arena in Miami, it still kind of gives me this, like, ugh feeling, thinking about it now. Like, come on, LeBron. He's smarter than that. You're better than that. And it wasn't even the idea that LeBron left Cleveland. It was all about the way he left Cleveland. And you remember that anger and that hatred. It's exactly what it was. It was pure hatred of LeBron James when he came back that first game wearing a Miami uniform. I remember it was one of the more vicious scenes you're ever going to see in sports. Because that city felt betrayed. That city felt like somebody had turned on them. And I'm sure if LeBron, you know, sits down and gives one of those one-on-one heart-to-hearts at the end of his career, 
And I'm sure he's done plenty of interviews talking about this. If he could do it over again, I can guarantee you he would have done it differently. Not the decision to go to Miami, but the way he went about it. And that first year, listen, he was out of place as a villain. He did not handle the role of playing the villain well. And had to get back to just finding joy in the basketball court. And it came all full circle. Winning in Boston. Winning his first title. And I don't look at them as a disappointment winning two out of four titles. Maybe based upon what they said, we can look at it as disappointment. I mean, they were an incredible reality show to watch. And remember, it was a risk. Because the risk was they disbanded the rest of the roster. It was basically three guys. And they brought in a Mike Miller and a Haslam and then later on Ray Allen. But a lot of people wondered, would it work? To me, you win two out of four titles. I can't be calling it a failure. I can't. But the most important thing LeBron ever did was go back to Cleveland. And even if you look back at his SI article in 2014, which didn't end up being entirely true because he basically said, I want to retire in Cleveland. That did not happen. But he delivered. And he was allowed to leave Cleveland for Los Angeles because of what took place. He was allowed that out because he delivered. He brought him a championship. But that Jim Gray documentary, the Jim Gray special, in which... I know a whole lot of us around here were open and praying that LeBron maybe was going to be in a New York state of mind. Talk about never having a chance. I mean, Jim Dolan being in the meeting, wheeling and poor Donnie Walsh, who was in a wheelchair, for goodness sakes. I mean, the stories around the Knicks in that meeting are as bad as can be. So, talk about one of the decisions we look back on now that still feel, in many ways, cringeworthy. LeBron's decision in 2010, without a doubt, cringeworthy. 718 here on this Wednesday evening. We're just getting warmed up. It's JJ after dark, John G. Stremski. We're keeping you company right here on the fan. Get aboard at 877-337-6666. Your calls, your reactions coming up next. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.